listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bacchino, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston. How are you, David? I'm very well, thanks, Carmelina. Great to be here today. Lovely. It's awesome to having you. Uh, it's awesome having you. Um, and today we have another episode in your series. Are you listening? Um, we do. Yes, we do. And so, so far with this series, you've been starting each week with a proverb. Um, what yes. do we have today? Yeah, thanks, Carmelina. So we started in Proverbs 3, went to 4, and we're going back today to Proverbs chapter 1. Mm. And it's in the Amplified Bible, uh, chapter 1 and verse 7. Would you like to read that for me, please? Absolutely. Um, now, the, rep- the Amplified Bible is a new one for me. It has a lot of mm. things written in brackets. So, so read the stuff in brackets yes. as well because it gives more understanding to All the right. verses, which is why it's called Amplified. Awesome. Thank you. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is, worshipping him and regarding him as truly awesome, is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge. It is its starting point and its essence. But arrogant fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. Thanks, Carmelina. I really yes. like the way it describes fear. Mm. Fear here is not uh, a shaking in the boots kind of fear. Mm. But there is uh, some recognition of how powerful, mighty and holy and awesome God is hmm. um, and how truly insignificant we are in the face of that. Now, I think if God the Father showed up right now outside, we would have a degree of shaking in our boots. Mm, I think so. <laughs> because of how great, awesome and holy he is. But mm. we know as Christians that we stand in the presence of God because of Jesus. Mm. So we don't have to have that shaking in the boots kind of fear. But we do have to understand how truly insignificant we are as compared to God. Mm. Um, Solomon here is taking the approach, this particular approach, to God saying this is where real knowledge begins. When we acknowledge who we are, you know, I see people walking around with their chest puffed out like they're number one in the world and <laughs> there are times in our lives we do the same, you know, mm. we think we're very important, we're in a great position, you know, we're above someone else and we forget we're no better than anyone else. Mm. So today what we're going to look at is is um, how truly awesome God is in what he created. So it's kind of, that's a bit of a segue into what we're covering today anyway, but we're looking at uh, God, the universe and everything part two. Mm. And uh, and that's what I want to cover today. I want to look a little bit about the awesomeness of God, the greatness of God, how how big and awesome he really is. Mm, absolutely. So last week you covered God, the universe and everything part one. Yes. So um, today is God, the universe and everything part two. So did you want to give us a quick overview of what part one was about for anyone who may have missed it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Part one. Part one last week really mm. talked about um, uh, 
the, the Father, the nature of God, really, mm. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what God himself is all about. Uh, and today what we want to do is look at how, well, last week we really looked at God the Father, mm. what that was like, God the Son, who he was like, and God the Holy Spirit, who he is like, and how uh, the God that we worship is one God. Mm. Don't get us wrong, we're not talking about three gods, we're talking about one God, mm. but in that one God there are three personalities. But the the fact we say one God is that God is not God without each of those parts. Mm. So we talked about that last week, mm. um, when really, really, uh, that gives us a starting point for where we're going this week. This week, we're talking about, well, what did God make? Mm. And then next week, we're going to look at, well, what are we, we really like? How are we constructed? How are we made? And why are we made like that? So that's mm. what I want to look at in this idea of creation. All right. Well, I'm excited. I always love talking about creation. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. (laughs) There is. And for anyone who may have missed um, any of David's past episodes, you can find them at the Faith FM app and at the Faith FM website. Just look under the Are You Listening program um, title, series title, and you'll find all the ones that David has done so far this year. Um, So be sure to check that out. So, um, moving on, we're continuing, um, are you listening? Um, so is, is there anything we want to, where are we starting off today? Well, where, where we're going today is we want to have a look at, um, we want, we want to have a look at this, this creation idea. Okay, so the creation idea really talks about the beginning of all things. That's one part of it. We'll, we'll really touch a little bit on that, but the beginning of the things that matter to us. Mm. Okay, so what I would like to ask before we get started today, mm. this is something you can be thinking about and responding to during the program, mm. is what what was the first thing that you remember that you made, all right? What was mm. the first thing that you can remember that you made and how did it turn out? I'll give you an example. I love sharing the examples of, mm. um, of, of this question in my life. Hopefully, it'll get the, the mental wheels turning for our listeners. Mm. So, for me, it was a go-kart. Oh. Now, I need to give some context to this story because my brother and my dad got together and made a go-kart. This go-kart was so good that they only got rid of it in, hmm, let me think, it would have been 1989, 1990, Whoa. somewhere about then they got rid of it as they moved to retirement home. This thing survived our entire childhood. <laughs> it was a good go-kart. It was mm. made out of wood. It had a steering wheel that was made, uh, let me see if I can describe it to the listeners. So it was a normal go-kart with a seat, you know, the, the front straight piece of wood. Then it had the cross arm for the front wheels. It had ropes on that that went up to a upright on the, on, on the, the straight piece of wood that joined the seat to the front wheels, the back mm. wheels to front wheels. Had an upright on there with a, a uh, steering wheel through the top of the uprights and a rolling pin between the two. And around that rolling pin was where the rope went to the steering wheel. So 
That means when you turn your steering wheel, like uh, it was just a straight piece of wood, but when you turn that, the wheel's turned. Mm. Right, so it, it, it moved the, the, the rope on that pulley, that, that rope system. Mm. It was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So this thing was like a real car. Yeah. I looked at what my dad and my brother had made and I thought, nah, I can do that. I can make my own go-kart. <laughs> so I just got together with my other brother and we made a go-kart. You know, it was just a straight piece of wood, the the front and back wheels, the seat, and a piece of rope to the front and back wheels. Like you mm. see people have the go-kart. You just pull the rope one way and the wheels turn. Mm. So I've got this all set up and I think, right, let's have a go. My brother, my second brother says to me, I have three brothers. Mm. So my second brother says to me, I want the first go and you have to push me. <laughs> and I thought, great. I wanted the first go. It's my go-kart. Mm. No, he wanted the go. So we had a slight hill on our on our property. You know, it was a small property, I suppose. But it seemed big at the time. So I had to push him down the side of the house. And halfway down the house, the support arm broke, dug into the ground. He flipped over the front of it. I flipped over him, and that was the end of the go-kart. Oh, no. So it didn't even make one day, yet my brother's one made decades yeah. It, it lasted for decades. And what I learnt from this is that anyone can create or make things, mm. but your skills and your abilities will determine how well it turns out. And I guess that's a little intro into what we're looking at today too, mm. when we see how and what God made and how good those things were. Mm. That's that's where we're heading today. So. Would you like to repeat the listener question? Yes, absolutely. So our question for you this morning, what can you remember as the first thing that you made and how did it turn out? Text us in on 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you this morning. You know, I was trying to think of that as well. And um, mm. I think I, I wasn't very good with my hands until uh, my late teens. <laughs> Right, right. So, and also, I wasn't a very good cook until I went to university. So, my oh. early 20s, it, okay. I had, it wasn't until I started learning to survive that I felt that right. I knew how to do things. You but had no, to cook what you like to eat yes. rather than eat what you were given. Yeah, it was absolutely. <laughs> but also, I had to cook in order to survive because it was cheaper yes. to do that than, than to buy Five meals every yeah, day. Absolutely. That's right. But no, I, I found that practice was always a good thing. Um, it is. But, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the very first thing I tried to make, and I Ooh. just know it didn't turn out well. <laughs> right. But, right. yeah, no, that's our question for you this morning. What Good. can you remember was the first thing you made, and how did it turn out? Um, text us in on 0488880891. This first song is Adam's Fall by the 11th Hour. For human 
Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we have David Maxwell with us on the topic God, the Universe, and Everything, Part Two. Before the break, we had a listener question for you, which was, "What can you remember was the first thing that you made, and how did it turn out?" Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear your answer. So, David, we're continuing your new series, Are You Listening? And today's title is God, the Universe and Everything, Part 2. Before the break, you said that we're going to look at the things that God has made. So, where are you starting us off today? Thanks, Carmelina. Well, during the break, we were talking about where we're going to start. And yes. There was a musical <laughs> that I must have watched 20 times, and mm. it's called The Sound of Music. Our parents used to say, hey... 
kids, because we had there were six of us, mm. used to say, "Hey, we've got a surprise for you," and we'd say, "Oh no, not Sound of Music again!" You take <laughs> us to the theatre, we'd watch Sound of Music. It was mm. really, really good. But there was a line in there that says. Let's start at the very beginning, and that's mm. what we're going to do. So some of you now, you're going to be thinking sound of music in your head for the rest of the day, but that's okay. <laughs> Let's hope some of this sinks in as well. Mm. So first what we're going to do is pray, as I usually do, and then we're going to read our passage for today. Right. Let's, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you are a God who cares for us. You've given us the information we need to know about where we began. And so as we read that today, please bless our listeners that they might hear and understand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So would you like to read Psalms 33, 4 to 9 for us from the New King James, please? Absolutely. Thanks, Carmelina. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. That's fantastic. Thanks, Carmelina. Okay. I love those words that, that really describe the power of mm. God. He spoke and it was done. Mm. He commanded it stood fast. I want to start with an illustration I call a, a Big Bang. Mm. My youngest brother, uh, he was, oh, I guess he was probably be about six or seven at the time of this incident, but he'd found a cigarette lighter and he thought, I wonder what happens. You know, all <laughs> kinds of terrible things have come from that thought. I wonder what happens if I... So he got a hammer and he thought, I wonder what happens if I hit the cigarette lighter with a hammer. Oh, Look, I have to say, this is one of those <laughs> things, do not try this at home, <laughs> because he did it and the thing exploded. Yeah. And he was very, very fortunate. A piece of the plastic went up and hit him in the face just outside of his eye. Yeah. And he was very, very fortunate. I'd say God had his hand in this, that uh, he didn't lose an eye. Yes. But I have never seen an explosion or a Big Bang create... Anything. And if a listener has seen or witnessed or heard of a, an explosion that created something, please text us in because I've never seen an explosion create anything. In my experience, anything that was made was constructed by people with specific skills mm. to do the things they were attempting, like my big brother doing that go-kart as compared to me without skills creating what I thought was a go-kart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the same can be said for the complex living things we see in and around us, mm. you know, like animals and plants. And I don't know if you've taken a close look at a, at a flower recently. Mm. But a speaker I once admire, that I, I still admire, but uh, I heard him once say something, uh, something like this about intelligent design. He said, imagine you're walking through a forest 
and you come across a watch. And so let's let's say it's an Apple Watch. People understand that today. Mm. <laughs> what would you think? Certainly, you you wouldn't pick it up and you'd say, "Hey, this watch must have just come together by itself over a long period of time, and now it's appeared here in the forest. Great." I've got this wonderful design. Mm. No, you'd actually think that it had been designed by an intelligent person and someone's lost it. Mm. I mean, that's, that's logical. Yeah. So if this is what we think simply about a watch, what do we, what, what do we think about our bodies? Mm. There is, they're so complex or even the, the, the smallest microbes, you know, if you put them under the microscope and you examine what's going on within that microbe, it is complex. It is infinitely complex and our bodies are even infinitely more complex than that. Why would you think that our bodies came together by themselves over a long period of time or just appeared as they are today by chance? Mm -hmm. No. When you look at something that's been designed intelligently, it suggests there's an intelligent designer. Mm. And what I want to look at today is a thoughtful and ordered creation. This is this is what we see at the beginning of our story in Genesis. Mm. So uh, I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 5. Or actually, would you like to read it if you've got it there? I do. I'm still reading from the New King James Version. Oh, yes, that's yes, fine. absolutely. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Thank you very much, Carmelina. So I want to pose a question right here for mm. our listeners. Now, it's not till day four that we see the lights, so the sun, the moon, and things that we see around us actually created. Mm. So where did the light come from? Was it coming from the sun? This is fascinating. I'm not going to answer that. I'm just mm. going to say, throw that out there for our listeners. Mm. So this is the beginning of our story here in Genesis chapter 1. And this creation um, discussion, if you like, um, it repeats itself through the rest of the, the, the chapter. So we have light is created, the sky is created, seas, land, vegetation, and then God fills those environments that he's created with things. So he puts lights in the light. He puts birds and fish in the sky and the seas. He puts... Mm animals and people on the land and amongst the vegetation. So clearly God didn't just throw the creation together. He Mm. thought it out, he planned it ahead of time, and he figured out what he was going to do, how he was going to do it. So he did it intelligently, Uh, right? Yes, yes. we, we, we just can't imagine, though, how big this creation is. We see the Milky Way galaxy. You know, we, we, we can look at that through a telescope at night and see that we're amongst this galaxy. Mm-hmm. And we're just a very small part of it. We see that when we see all the other stars around us. Mm-hmm. And Genesis seems to deal with the creation of our Earth, our Earth, and its environment, not so much all the other things around us in the rest of the universe. It it talks about the things that are important for us. And it's a big creation. 
You know, when we look at the stars, we can only catch a glimpse of what's out there in our universe. You know, and so scientists suggest that there are billions of galaxies like ours in the universe. That's what they suggest because they've got these big and bigger and bigger telescopes. Mm. And they look out there and they say, hey, there's a lot of stuff out there. And we estimate there are billions of these galaxies like our own out there. Mm. But to us, even our world is huge. Even our world, it's a spot in the universe, but we're looking at what matters to us. Mm. And our Earth is just over 40,000 kilometres in circumference. So if you're able to walk around it like you and I walk, um, and all you did every day was just walk, ate and slept, it would take the average person about 6,670 hours to walk around or 444 days. But in reality, it would take a lot longer than that because there's a lot of the earth is covered by oceans, so you'd have to swim. Mm. Avoid the sharks and all the rest of it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so how big is our God? How big mm. is our God? I don't know if you've seen Louis Giglio's presentation back from the 80s, 90s called How Big Is Our God? Mm. But he presents some of the facts that science has discovered and it gives us a little picture into how big God really is and it mm. looks at the facts of the visible created universe and I have to keep it short as a summary, but I'd have to say that from what we can see, as big and as complex as we are as mm. an inhabited planet, we're, a, we're, we're but a speck in the known universe. Mm. And I haven't got time to expand on that, but God is much bigger than the things he created. Mm. And it's um, sometimes we underestimate him, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We really do. After the break, I'll look more into what God's like and why that matters to us mm. um, by continuing to look at the things that he's made and what we can see. Absolutely. Well, we had someone respond to our listener question this morning. Valerie um, said that the first thing she made was at age 14, and it was a dress on her own sewing oh. machine. Um, my mum would be good friends with you, Valerie. She used to make dresses as well. And so she says 14. here that she had to leave school at the age of 14 to find a job, wow. and she ended up being an industrial sewing machinist. Oh. Um, and... And that helped her pay for a sewing machine. And she learnt through trial and error using secondhand clothes and ended up with various designs and garments, but with limited fabric, of course. And then she got to buy a new fabric. That is absolutely amazing, Valerie. And um, thank you for sharing with us this morning. So if there's anyone else um, who'd like to share, we have this question for you. What can you remember that was the first thing you made and how did it turn out? Text us in on 0488880891. Also, we have our free book offer coming up later in the program, Journey Through the Bible 3, Matthew to Revelation. Be sure to stick around for that. This next song is called Creation Song, Glory to the Lamb by Fernando Ortega. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. He spreads out the heavens And walks on the wings of the wind He sends forth the springs from the valleys They flow between mountains The birds of the air dwell by the waters Lifting their voices in song Singing glory, glory, 
sun knows it's setting He looks at the earth and it trembles He touches the mountains and they smoke I will sing to the Lord all my life I will sing praises to my God As long as I live Praises to the Lord, oh my soul is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we have David Maxwell on his series, Are You Listening? And we've been talking about God, the universe and everything, part two. So David, before the break, um, you were saying that you're going to help us understand more about what God is like by, what we're, by looking at what he has made that we can see. Mm. Yes, and mm. there's so much more we can see. Mm. So as I said before the break, um, God is much bigger than what he's created. We're just a speck in all that he's created. So mm. I want to I want to start looking at this and I've got a lot to cover, so let me get right into Let's it. Let's go. So if you remember the illustration I used in the listener question about the go-kart, um, I, I shared about how when I made my own go-kart, uh, it wasn't as good as my brother's. Mm. And you can see that the quality of the go-kart said a lot about who I was as a kid. And I'm glad I've grown up since then. I've learned so much. Oh, don't we <laughs> Changed <are. laughs> so much. I, I wanted all the joy, the pleasure, the fulfilment that my brother got without putting in the effort. Mm. 
And unfortunately, the poor quality showed through and my enjoyment was very short-lived. So too, when we look at all that God has created, it can tell us a lot about him. So that's what we want to understand from looking at all this, not just the information, but well, what is God like when we look at this information? Mm. So as God cr- begins the creation of his word, a world, this world, he has a plan on how to de- do it, and he divided the job into six 24-hour periods. Mm. And as I said in the first section, he carefully prepared um, everything and the environment for each day and what he did each day just to make sure it was right. So could you continue reading in Genesis for me and this time read verse 6 to 8. Absolutely. Thanks. Then God said, let there be a firmament. Firmament. Oh, thank you, firmament. (laughs) (laughs) Firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Ah, words. <laughs> and it and was so. so. And it was so. Oh, I shouldn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that just for, for land? Firmament? Is that what that No. Means? So oh, the okay. firmament is the space. Oh, okay? space. Okay. So there was waters above the space and there's waters below the space. Okay. Now, Now, this is quite interesting because... It's an expanse or a space, you know, an area. So there's waters above the area and there's waters below the area. Mm. And so when you think about this, you think about a greenhouse. So we have the world. We have the water on the world. What do they say? I think it's two-thirds of the Earth's surface is covered by water and only one-third of land. Mm. But above that, we have what we call the sky. Mm. And it goes to the... um, the stratosphere, and then it uh, we have the ozone, and then we have space. Mm. And that is quite incredible, but it's not something that you can, like, put your finger through and touch. And yet, a meteorite can come from space and burn up as it comes through the ozone. Mm. God has created this fascinating thing. But before the flood, there was uh, there was like frozen water around the earth. Mm. That's what it's saying here. There's water above mm. um, and there's water below this space. Mm. And at the flood, uh, we believe as we read the Bible, we haven't got time to read that, but as, as the flood happens, that water comes down on the earth and is now consisted uh, in the ice or the polar caps. Mm. So this is, this is quite an incredible thing that God creates, this firmament. But he's not rushed. He takes his time. He mm. does this one day at a time, 24-hour period. It doesn't take billions of years to do it. Mm. He's, what did we read in the verse earlier? You know, we, we, mm. we read earlier in the programs that we establish the Bible can be trusted. Mm. And in these verses, it says God has the power to speak and it happens. It's one of the reasons why God can't lie. Because mm. if God says something that's untrue, it becomes true the minute he says it. Mm. So he can't lie. Mm. This is the power of God. So he takes his time. He he works on each part of the creation. He makes sure that it's perfect. Now, just to make that that greenhouse just right, so it doesn't fall down and crush the earth. It warms the earth. It keeps it a temperate environment, which is what we see in the Garden of Eden. Um, that's got to take some thinking. And mm. this is a powerful God that can do that. 
he he creates things as we go through this. We're not going to read the whole section on creation, but simply the turning of the world for the days. He makes sure that it turns just at the right speed so that gravity keeps us on here and we're not flattened on the earth from too much gravity. Hmm. He, he makes sure that it's just the right distance from the sun so we don't cook or freeze. Hmm. Um, the temperature is just right. He, he puts the moon in the right spot so it's not too close, not too far away. Tides won't be too strong or too weak. It's not a daily or monthly disaster that the water goes all over the planet. Mm. Or it sits so still that it stagnates. God orders it and structures it because in 1 Corinthians 14.33, the Bible says, God is not the um, the author of confusion. Mm. So God has structure and order in nature, and it's easy to see if you just take a little look around. I have to explain. Mm. Something called the endothelin Y molecule. Look it up, and uh, you'll be fascinated with how this works. It's a, it's a molecule that is inside our blood, <clears throat> all of our blood systems. And it is, uh, it's, a long, um, it's a long DNA chain. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of the – it's a long molecule. That's what mm. I'm trying to think of. And in this molecule, it has information in about 80% of this molecule, the, the long chain molecule. It has information about uh, how and when it's going to cut off a little piece of the end of the molecule <coughs> and send it into our bloodstream. Mm. So the endothelin Y molecule uh, or enzyme is an enzyme that's released into your blood when you have a major cut. Mm. And it, it helps with the blood clotting. So it sends off the end of this, this molecule, this, um, this enzyme. It sends it into the bloodstream and it helps to constrict your bloodstream so they don't bleed to death and mm. eventually the blood comes out. But immediately that's what it does. Now, there's information in the beginning of this uh, enzyme um, that, that tells this the very end of it to be cut off and sent into your bloodstream and, and if it wasn't planned and organized it would be cutting these off and sending them into your bloodstream and your your veins and your arteries would be constricting and 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 expanding all the time and you wouldn't live properly mm. it, it couldn't happen by chance it had to be planned mm. and so when we look at things like uh, the age of the universe the theory of evolution suggests there was no order in the creation of the, uh, of the universe but it come came together by chance and evolves through natural selection. Well, mm. even digging up fossils, they've found simple and complex eye lenses that couldn't have um, evolved because you can only see through a simple lens or a complex lens and any iteration of the lens in the eye in between that doesn't give vision. Mm. And so it had to be instantly created with a simple lens or instantly created with a complex lens that couldn't create from one to the other. Mm. But people look at the appearance of everything and they say, but but science has proven the rocks are really old, the, mm. the trees are really old, people were really old. But as I look at what God has created, I can see that he has created things with the appearance of age. He didn't create saplings and wait for them to grow up. He creates one day, he creates all the things on the earth, mm. and then by the end of the week he's creating man. It has to be a mature tree so that the person can eat it. And the same goes for the rocks. Now, maybe after the break or come back, I would really like mm. to explain a little bit about 
the age of the rocks because there's something in the Bible that gives us space for understanding that. But God created things with the appearance of age mm. and then we look at it and we say, hey, that's, you know, mm. um, 900 years old, that tree. But no, God created that 900 mm. years old, but yesterday there was nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to that after the break. Before the break, we have um, our book offer. So, Journey Through the Bible 3, Matthew to Revelation, written by Ken Wade. Ken Wade begins the third volume of the Journey Through the Bible by sharing fresh insights into the life of Jesus as portrayed by the Gospel writers. He continues the journey with his trademark narrative and easy-to-understand approach. Um the final two chapters provide an excellent presentation of the book of Revelation that uncovers the past and points towards John's vision for the future. The code is after the break. This is His Name is Jesus by Chris Froome. Mystery 
Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing our program with David Maxwell on the topic God, the Universe, and Everything, Part 2. As promised, we have our giveaway for this morning. There are about three copies to give away, so get in quick for Journey Through the Bible 3, Matthew to Revelation, written by Ken Wade. To claim this book this morning, text in the code word LISTEN4, L-I-S-T-E-N, and the number 4, no spaces. Text that in to 0488-880-891. That is LISTEN4, L-I-S-T-E-N, and the number 4. Text that in to 0488-880-891 to claim your free offer this morning. So, David, we've got a lot to get through. Um, We've just been talking about rocks. Would you like to elaborate on that for us? Yes. We were just talking during the break. This is such fascinating stuff, talking about how we balance science with Mm, the Bible. And so we were talking about the rocks. Science has looked and said, look, the rocks are really old. How how does that gel with a 6,000-year-old creation? Mm. And there is a number of explanations, I believe, are suitable for that. Mm. Firstly, we're using poor methods uh, of measuring. Mm. And that's been proven in the past where science used to use radiocarbon dating and they've recognised that was flawed because it measures the amount of carbon remaining in the thing that they've dug up. So if mm. they dig up a, uh, a you know a fossilised tree, mm. they measure the carbon in it. If there is no carbon in it, then it is younger than... Uh, sorry, it is only just older than how long it takes... To, for carbon to extract in a living being. And they mm. have suggested that it takes about three, 4,000 years for the carbon to leach out of a living thing. Mm. So if there's no carbon in it, how can you date it? You can't date it. Mm. It must be only, however old, older than the carbon that leached out. So if it's still got carbon for you to measure, then it's only thousands of years old, not billions or millions of years old. Mm. So that that's why that was um, uh, insufficient. So they looked at other methods. And one thing I would like to suggest about our, our the rocks is mm. that th- there's a possibility that God created the rocks with the appearance of age. But there's also a gap in, in Genesis. Let me quickly read it. Mm. Before we go into the so what. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Mm. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This could have been eons ago. Mm. Eons ago, God created the the Milky Way galaxy. And he says, I'll come back to that at another time. Mm. Then in verse 3, then God said, let there be light. So then he begins the creation on our planet called Mm. Earth. But from that point, from whenever the rocks were created, they may be billions of years old. There's enough room for that in Genesis. Mm. But from there to when he begins, there's no life on it. And there's reasons for that when you look at the the, the phrase formless and void, Mm. without shape and empty, and you see a matching verse in that in Jeremiah 4.23. We haven't got time to look at that, but we really do want to look at the so what, Mm. so what. 
I want you just to take a moment to imagine with me. Imagine that it was possible for something to come together perfectly by random chance out of thin air. Let's mm. say a dog, for example. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's say that there was a freak conjunction of forces, the weather was just right, all the particles that make up a dog just were there at the right time, and in an instant, lightning strikes... <clears throat> providing the needed energy spark, and boom, a dog appears out of nowhere. Mm. Okay, let's just presume that happens. Who would own the dog? No one. No one. Mm. No one. Why? Because it was just a freak of nature. Who would the dog be responsible to? No one. No one, yeah. It would be its own master. And this is the obvious outcome for the theory of evolution. As crazy as the above scenario seems, even if the dog came together over billions of years or evolved from the smallest atom, if there's no God and it just happened by chance, then no one owns the dog and the dog is not accountable to anyone, just responsible for itself. And the same is true or would be true for humans. Mm. So do you see the sinister logic behind evolution. Be your own boss. Mm. You don't have to answer to God. He's not there. He didn't make you. But unfortunately for that theory, God did make us. Mm. And we know that from this reliable book called the Bible. Mm. In fact, knowing that God created us carefully, purposely, and purposefully gives us immense sense, meaning, and purpose in our lives. Mm. The way God got us involved, got involved with us, the way he fashioned us with his hands. We're going to look at that next week. Mm. But when we look at this, we see from what we've seen today that the way God created everything included mankind in six days. Then he sets aside one day every week for us from then on so we can get together with him and spend time together. Shows he's a relational God. He's not just a big, powerful God out there did everything. He's a relational God who wants to spend time with us. Mm. And we belong, inverted commas, to someone. We belong to God. And we can have meaning and purpose in our lives knowing that God's planned us and he's planned a life for us. So mm. if, if, well, I'll bring you back firstly to our opening illustration of the Big mm. Bang. Um, just like my Big, my big brother's, my brother's attempt to see what would happen if he hit a cigarette light of my younger brother with yeah. a hammer, and it nearly ended his eyesight. So too, I've never seen explosion create anything. Mm. Um, I've heard someone say though there was a big bang at creation. God said it, and bang, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> however, however he did it, yeah. the creation of our world was well thought out, and it had a master designer at the helm. Mm. So as we read in um, read in the earlier Psalms, God is awesome and he speaks things into existence mm. like he did for our world. He is righteous, he's good, yet he wants to draw close to you and I in a personal relationship. So mm. if you want to experience meaning and purpose in your life, why not start a journey of discovery in the Bible today to find out more about this great God who created the world and he created you? And you might be pleasantly surprised to find that he's got great plans for you and your life as well. Mm, absolutely. Thank you, David. And I've absolutely enjoyed this to topic of creation and evolution. Um, I'm a scientist by trade, so mm. being able to look at, and it's a funny thing to say, scientist by trade, <laughs> um, but, but I've always been fascinated by the way... Um, 
the little notes God has left around. Um, and I like to call them notes because um, you look at the way, like you were mentioning about um, that that peptide earlier, endothelium. Um, yes. If you were yes. to ever look at a cell under a microscope, it is one of the most fascinating things to see. And um, there are so many processes and mechanisms and things that you can learn about the world, which um, you, you can't help but look at and see, oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. You, you have a very hard time believing that um, it wasn't designed. So Ooh. thank you very Ooh. much for, um, for your talk um, this morning, and I hope all of you have enjoyed it as well. So next week, we're talking about origins. Would you like to give us a little promo on that? Yeah, next week, we're going to look at us specifically as humans. So, you know, evolution says we were created over a long period of time Mm. from a couple of enzymes that grew from one thing to another. Mm. We're going to discover why knowing how we were made Mm. really matters so much. I've touched on that just a little bit in the summary today. Amazing. Well, make sure you join us for that episode next week. Um, And you can also join us tomorrow, Jason Cook and myself, for another Connecting the Dots program. We will be talking about the privilege of serving. So be sure to join us tomorrow morning. And also, just as a reminder for the book offer, a few of you have claimed it, but there's still more to be claimed. Listen for is the code word L-I-S-T-E-N and the number four. Text that in to 0488880891. We hope you enjoy the rest of the day. And remember, God is speaking to us, but are we listening? This song is called More of You by Noema Moore. Have a great day, David. Thanks very much, Carmelina. I pray